0: Hi, it's me, Raquel Levis from Vanderpump Rules, and you are listening to Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share your girl's podcast for all sorts of cool metaphysical topics. It's not about pasta. What kind of stuff do you get in this podcast? Dream interpretation, astral travel, reincarnation, self-care, and so much more. Hi, this is Bernadette and I'm the host of Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World podcast. Please do not forget to share this episode to Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and subscribe as well. Okay, kisses to everybody. And take care of yourselves. Bye. Hello. Welcome back to another episode. Episode number 60. I cannot believe it. Episode number 60 of Spirituality and Self-Love in the Modern World podcast. My name is Bernadette. Let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about depression. I want to share with you my journey with depression and where I am with my depression journey right now. Right now, I'm feeling pretty good. I am not depressed, but still, I think I want to talk about this to to share that things can change. Things can change down the line with feeling empty, and also to show that you are not alone. You are not alone. When I was in college, when I was a junior in college, 20, right? I think I was 20 years old. I I seem happy most of the time, and I always try to have that pep in my step, you know, and make people laugh. And I am still quite known for being very loud and have a very loud laugh and have a very contagious laugh. I still have that. So on the outside, if you're looking in, you know, I look like an incredibly happy person. Yet I have been struggling with depression since I was a teenager. But when I was a teenager, I did not know that I was uh, depressed. I did not sort out therapy until I was in my mid 20s. So maybe 24, 25, 26, some 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 somewhere somewhere that's the timeline. That is the timeline. So I was depressed in my early 30s, but I got out of my depression. Uh I got out of the deep end. And now I'm 38 years old now and I'm like I just want to tell you life is great i do in fact love myself and i feel very uh purposeful i feel peace in my heart and i'm like finally finally but back then i could not get myself out of this hole that this this hole that i was in when i was a teenager i did not know that i was depressed uh but During my mid-twenties, that's when I started to put things together. And when I tell people in my immediate environment that I am depressed, uh, this was back in Malaysia when I was growing up, people will tell me that you are too young to be depressed. You are too young to actually be depressed. What do you have to be depressed about? Or even if you are just going through a phase, um, even, even if it's just a phase, I want to tell you that what you are going through is valid, okay? If someone tells you that, oh, it's just a phase, you get, you will get out of it. Yes, you will get out of it, but your feelings are still valid. So when I was going through depression i just getting out of bed was a gigantic effort i know if i don't get up i know if i don't get up and go to class i will fail my classes but that is not the motivation that is not enough motivation for me sometimes i really have to gather all my energy uh to, to just get ready and leave the dorm, leave the apartment. And then when I actually get to class, it is a struggle to even pay freaking attention. So when I was in college, you know, I always try to write things down, literally everything that I, that was said so that I can read them. I can read them when I'm in a state of mind that actually allows me to learn information. When you have almost no energy to even deal with the day, you will almost never learn anything. I, I spent endless days allowing my, 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 my emotions and my obligations to build up into this massive Mountain, And anytime I actually, I realized that anytime I did this, I had a complete emotional meltdown. You know, I, I won't be able to sleep and I will cry and cry and cry and be a zombie until I will at some point open up to the people around me. And I will start to feel better. And once I start to feel better, I will shut down again and suppress everything for a bit. And that is the worst cycle that I've ever been. And I was sick of, sick of it. I was sick of it. I feel stuck. I feel stuck. Feel like depression. It's like this weight that drags you down. And, and, and it's just that I feel like fighting my depression was, was, was exhausting. And I feel like oh man, I just want this to, to go away. Why is this happening? You you really feel that everything and 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 something is working against you. You feel like everything is working against you. And 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 honestly, even though you know that no matter who is around you, or no matter who is around you or how many times you are told that things will get better, things will not get better. You just, you, you, that's just how, just, 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 that's just the feeling. So I was seeking therapy and as I was seeking therapy, I felt better, but it's not a flawless process. Even now when I'm out of, uh, I'm out of my depression, I still have good days and bad days. I will still have low days and high days. That's very normal. Okay. That's very normal. And it, it, it is a, it is a case of sticking it out. In the tough times, it is a case of sticking it out in the tough times. And especially right now, you know, many people uh, who are still anxious have been alarmed, have been affected by the coronavirus pandemic. We exist in the anxiety era. A global pandemic can exacerbate the the underlying sense of insecurity uh, for those people who already suffer from fear, from isolation, from from panic, from panic attacks. Oh, it's just like I feel I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. You know the pain scale the nurses ask you when you're in the hospital to rate your pain from one to ten? I rate how I feel in that way when I'm depressed so that I can communicate with my therapist in the past and also to myself right now I rate how I feel that way when I'm depressed so I can communicate with my therapist back then and now it's it's so that I can Check in with myself, check in with myself and accept myself, uh, how I'm feeling right now. So, when I am on the mild side of depression, I'm either one, two, or three of that pain scale. And that means I'm feeling okay, I'm all right. I have the energy to get things done and I'm probably doing things around the house, which means that I am cleaning and decluttering. And at that scale, I am interested in getting work done and being a good, productive human. So the depression was still there, but it's not affecting my daily life in a way that it stops me from living and when my depression is more moderate i'm either a 4 or 5 or 6 which is already starting to climb the scale of i'm not okay you know i don't really have the energy to do anything and 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 i have to figure out how to push myself to get things done like showing up and being present Showing up and being present at the same time, and at that moderate scale, my body, my body might feel very heavy. I I feel lethargic. It is starting to get harder for me to do normal things like shower and brush my teeth and put on makeup and and try to look attractive or or, or even make food. I just don't care at that time. Now let's get into when my depression gets very, very severe and sometimes that is either a 7 or 8 or 9 or, or, or 10 and at this point it's very bad and I am at my Worse, I have no energy and it's very obvious people can see through me. They know that I'm not happy. Um, I'm not eating. I'm not sleeping. I'm not brushing my teeth. I'm not doing anything. I'm not having sex. I'm numb and I, I'm just stuck. I'm, I, I am numb and stuck and have and have, and have no motivation to get me out of it. With all that being said though, your depression is not you. Okay, and my depression, my depression is not Bernadette. My depression is not Bernadette Bala. That scaling scale, I, 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 I love using it because it not only allows me to know where I am at uh, and kind of put a number to how I'm feeling. And so I know what, I, what I'm capable of doing, what I'm initially going to be capable of off So for example for example, I think I'm going to be capable on that day so I can give myself grace through my process and it also allows me to give this number to myself and effectively communicate how I'm feeling. Now, through what I'm feeling, I want to move on with the next topic because when uh, it reminds me of this uh, three types of isolation, okay? And that is interpersonal, intrapersonal, and existential, okay? I'll say it again, interpersonal, intrapersonal, and existential. So loneliness, the loneliness that you feel is a type of interpersonal isolation and when you hear the when you hear the phase the 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 the, 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 the phrase is not the quantity of your relationship that matters it's the quality of your relationship that holds really true in this uh in this scenario intrapersonal in intra I, i'm trying to Enunciate the R so that you can you can tell the difference because I know I have an accent. I'm very aware that I have an, an an accent. Intrapersonal isolation means like denying a portion of of yourself. Like uh like I said this before, a part of me has died. Have you ever said that? Oh, a part of me has died. So I want you to try and remember a time where you feel strong but then you feel broken after a stressful event so maybe after that event you felt like you you a part of you uh has died maybe you have feel kind of like fragmented and scattered since then and 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 for me for me how this affects me is that i didn't get a chance to grow into into a more secure person because of my family instability during my childhood so now I am stronger but when I was going through my teenage years and through my to my 20s and going into my 30s I felt like I couldn't I felt like I have no control of my life and I'm just like going day to day of just living it's just another another day for me so so uh, uh, so that's what I that's 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 how it it affected me personally was that because I have so much family problems uh, when I was growing up I just felt it carry on that insecurity carried on into my uh, 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 adulthood. So if you have these problems that I describe your family problems you are familiar with uh, intrapersonal isolation. And the existential part of it, the exists the existential part of isolation is that it refers to the distance that exists between you and another person, regardless of how close of your relationship is them, regardless of ho- how close their relationship are. Okay, so for instance, right, your reaction to an inc- and an, an, an incident such as the pandemic, is special only to you. Your emotions about it, your situation, it is your own experience and it will exist only within you. And other people can have common viewpoints and experiences. Distance between them remains unbridgeable. What was really stressful about it was because I'm so afraid of the voice in my head telling me that life was pointless and that nothing would ever change. Like I will always be de- depressed. And the more I try to silence it, I feel like the more energy I lack to fight it, I feel like the depression always will win over win over me. And the only way I felt like I could defeat my my depression was to acknowledge that hey I'm depressed. I I, I was I I started to accept my emotions. I that's why I have that uh that's why I have that pain scale from one to ten. Accepting your emotions and learning how to communicate how you feel and also adding seeking professional help on top of that if you have the funds for it is very valuable to get to know yourself and let other people get to know you better so that you're just like not having you're 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 actually healing you're actually actively trying to heal even though you 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 think it's unproductive because that's how depression is but you are still doing it evidently my perspective would be different from yours you know and because While other people can assist you, can help you in your journey and provide assistance and encouragement, you eventually arrive at your destination alone. And for me, it is important for me to realize how my loneliness is special to me, just like how it is for for every difficult feeling. Where do I feel? I ask myself this: Where do I feel? Because for me, understanding how to deal with emotions that come after that um, helps me in helps me in navigating my daily life. So, with every tough emotion, I think it's crucial to recognize. Uh, where do I feel? Where do I feel this anger? Where do I feel this anger in my body? Where do I feel loneliness in my body? Where do I feel love in my body? And, and the, the, the act of just observing, the act of just observing, as well as being aware of my sensations, helped me rephrase the word like I am lonely with, oh, that's loneliness. Loneliness oh, that's anger, or oh, that's pain. And, and, and when I do that, I actually allow my emotion to move rather than just fighting it really worked well for me. Because loneliness, just like any other emotions like anger, it can be accompanied by a physical like a physical sensation a physical stimuli even though when you feel uh these sensations it can be disturbing but uh in my opinion by paying attention to our current state of being we 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 find that we can neutralize that feeling if we let it pass. if we just feel it and let it pass instead of just uh, fighting it. when you're fighting it, you're actually not neutralizing uh, the feeling. you're actually you're actually intensifying it. Anyway, after a few minutes, like as, as, as you are angry and you feel it and you let it flow, you find out that, hey, your breathing has returned to normal. Like you started to relax a little bit and your muscles start to relax and you got over it. Cool, cool, cool. Now the next is seeking help from a professional. Now, this wasn't always easy for me. I'm not going to shove this down your throat. I'm going to give you the truth. First, this was not easy for me. And and because mental health was not open in my community. In my family, we don't talk about problems a lot. So therapy was absolutely never, never an option. And I actually kept a secret from my mom that I was going to to a therapist because I know how she would react and I went when I finally told her she reacted just the way I thought she was going to react. <laughs> anyway, I grew up thinking that there was nothing wrong with me that that I was just being dramatic. Like, I was yeah. made to think that I was just being dramatic and that I was thinking this up, but until I was older in my early 20s, I realized like, wow, there is an underlying issue that I am not addressing. Another, another, so, so, so another, another thing that I, that I, that I do when I'm feeling depressed is to declutter my space. And I actually talked about this in my previous podcast, number 59. So the one before this, you know, I talked about how decluttering actually helps with my spirituality. And I also, if you're interested, if you're curious, um, how, how. Uh, the before and after transformation of the decluttering, you can check out uh, the pictures on my website. It's www.skepticturnmystic.com. Skepticturnmystic.com. Just enter your email address and we'll send you that ebook of uh, the bunch of pictures of how my apartment was, was was in it was horrific you can see it for yourself you're like no wonder no wonder no wonder you're so de- depressed I was like I was depressed and I couldn't decluttered and and it, it was like a how do I say it it's like I have no motivation to clean and because the, my place was not clean it was adding up to my depression it wasn't helping so I just want to show you the physical manifestation of it. All right, uh, www.skepticturnmystic.com. You can check it it out over there. All right, I will see you in the next episode, which is number 61. And uh, really thank you so much for listening to the end of this podcast because this is like longer than usual right longer than usual of my podcast that you usually listen to okay i will chat with you in the next episode please take care and bye 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 bye